Another edition of the Plague Diaries. All right. And that's the Gun Club. What a great band that was. Gun Club with Moonlight Motel. I'm feeling like a uh, late night uh, DJ right now. And uh, I've always wanted to have that song play and give it uh, sort of an intro like that. And uh, I've been listening a lot to the Gun Club lately. Uh, it's a band that I discovered almost by accident when I was a kid growing up in Carmel, New York, and going to trash American style over in Danbury. I remember I was going through the used bin and um, there was a bunch of CDs in there and I saw Gun Club, Las Vegas story. I thought that was a cool name for a band, the Gun Club, and um, totally had no idea what they sounded like. And, uh, you know, that was back in the 80s when um, you couldn't just look stuff up on YouTube or Spotify and find out about bands. And uh, so I bought the record and it was a little bit different than what I thought it would sound like. But I had some context because you know, I was into the Cramps and uh, X, bands like that. And um, Gun Club kind of fit right in there, except that uh, I think I, I favored them more than those other two bands. You know, X, I thought was a great band, you know, great lyrics. Uh, got a chance to see them down at the Ritz in New York City in like the 80s. And, um, you know, it was a little bit after like the prime of the band. Uh, I'm trying to remember what record was out, but there was no Billy Zoom in the band. It was Dave Alvin and this other guy uh, that I think played in, uh, damn, I'm trying to remember what band that guy played in. But anyway, Dave Alvin was in the band, and um, he he's uh, probably more well-known for being in the Blasters, this uh, rockabilly band from L.A. But uh, yeah, the Gun Club totally took a chance, bought the record, became a huge fan. I think I have their entire catalog, and uh, I ended up reading uh, Jeffrey Lee Pierce's book, Go Tell the Mountain, which uh, came out on Henry Rollins's 213.61 uh, label his uh, publishing company. And um, that book was out for a bit. It's completely out of print right now. And uh, you can find it on eBay. You can find it on Amazon. And I remember there was a period of time in, throughout the 90s where like it was like $300 for the book after it went out of print. I don't know what it costs these days. I think it's still a little pricey. But if you can get your hands on it, it's really cool. It's uh, you know journalistic uh, sort of thing. Uh, lyrics to all their songs and you know Jeffrey Lee Pierce was uh, one of my favorite songwriters to this day uh, he's, he's right up there with with some of my favorites and uh, I think that uh, my connection to my youth also plays a big part in my love for his music but uh, but yeah you know you hit that certain time in your life you know, I was a kid uh, driving my parents car around um, they had an AM radio and I used to have this this boombox that um, that I had, and uh, that's how I would I would roll. I would 
you know, drive around town playing cassette tapes of CDs that, uh, that I taped. And, um, that's how I, that's how I, I did my thing. Drove around blasting mixed, mixed cassettes and, um, just trying to stay out of trouble, you know? But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I have a fondness for that kind of Americana uh, music that is sort of referencing rockabilly and, um, you know, the the music of the 50s, uh, girl groups. And um, I always, you know, kind of torch songy, croony kind of stuff. That's like a big, you know, big fascination of mine musically. I, uh, some, of the, some of the lyrics for those girl groups quite dark and uh, of course Danzig is a direct disciple of all that stuff and um, so yeah I, I was I remember either listening to cassettes driving around at night or listening to the AM radio which was just like oldies like oldies stations like listening to like the flamingos or something like that you know uh, but I had a girlfriend that lived a couple of towns over and um, you know we pretty much only saw each other on the weekends so I'd have my parents' car, I'd drive over, I'd have this like this gun club record playing. I'd go visit her, we'd go go to the movies or whatever, go to a diner, I'd drive her back to her parents' house and then drive home with the kind of green glow of the dashboard illuminating the inside of the car. And that uh that that moonlight motel song makes me think about that. You know, young love, loneliness. And, uh, yeah, just uh, a, a different time, you know, back when things were a little bit more intense, you know. Uh, speaking of intensity, <laughs> this uh, well, here in New Jersey, we're, we're moving into uh, phase two. And uh, New York City is also moving into phase two of this COVID-19 pandemic. Other parts of the country are uh, seem to be going buck wild and uh, kind of doing their own thing. And as a result of that, some of these uh, infection rates and infection numbers are going up. And uh, my heart goes out to you guys out in Florida, Texas, Arizona. And I got a lot of, I got friends that live in these areas and I hope you guys are safe. I've been checking in with everyone. Um, I myself have still, uh, still been isolating. I mean, uh, you know, hey, I, I kind of, turned over a leaf here because I, I was trying to run out on the greenway here in, in uh, Metuchen, in New Jersey. And uh, I'm not wearing a mask and people give me these like dirty looks. So I'm like, you know what, man, fuck this shit. I'm, I just got my jump rope. I got a kettlebell. I have a base mounted heavy bag. I got a speed bag and I just been like going for it here in the apartment. And, um, you know, so much for the runs. I'll wait till the uh, Roosevelt Park opens up. That's a gigantic outdoor space. I can run, not be in anybody's way. No one's going to give me dirty looks, uh, that kind of thing. And maybe by the time Roosevelt Park opens up, uh, we'll, we'll be in a better spot. And um, so, yeah, with that in mind, the trip out to bring the garbage to the receptacle, to the bins out there, that that's like my my adventure. That's like a daily adventure for me, so. But staying in, staying in a lot. I know people are eating at restaurants now, and um, you know, I, I, I'm going to wait. You know, I'm going to wait to see how things turn out, and that's one reason why 
another reason is I don't know if I was just I don't know if I want to experience outdoor dining that way. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure how I feel about all that, but uh, but it's a good sign, and I'm hoping that things are going in the positive direction. Uh, I, I'm you know dubiously optimistic that um, that we're turning a corner on this thing, at least up here in the Northeast in the tri-state area. So. You know, I hope everyone's staying safe and being being smart about what they're doing in the midst of all this and keeping their their heads together, uh, staying busy, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. I know it's hard, man, because it's been hard for me. Uh, you know, we started band practicing um, again, uh, so I have my Wednesday night uh, meet up with the guys down at the practice space, which is good. And uh, I got to say, that is probably the only time during the week that I actually feel like myself, um, you know, I feel like a completely different person right now. Uh, you know, I went from being someone who is seldom home to someone who is home all the time. And, uh, it's a huge, uh, sort of cultural shift for me because, uh, I'm always out and about, man. I'm always, you know, going here, going there, training, you know, seeing the guys at the gym and all that kind of stuff. And, I, you know, that that's always been a huge part of my social life is is training. And, uh, you know, I miss everybody. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too down about it, but uh, just trying to hang in there. Been doing a ton of reading. Uh, for anyone who's been checking me out on uh, on Instagram, I've been obsessed with Adam Neville's work, the horror writer. And uh, I just can't get enough of the guy's writing, man. I just keep going through everything I can find by him. I've been reading, and it's all great. And uh, most recently, I started uh, a second collection of his short stories called Hasty for the Dark. And um, that was published on his own imprint, uh, Ritual. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. It's right up my alley. The short stories are these like great little snippets into uh, get to get a feel for the bandwidth of what this guy's able to do with his writing. He he hits it all, man. I mean, if you're if you're into horror and like weird fiction, he's got it all. It's got monsters, zombies, um, cosmic horror. You know, subtle weird fiction. Uh, you know, it, it kind of hits all the boxes for me, and. Um, He's also a big uh, fan of extreme music and heavy metal, and uh, that, that becomes apparent in his writing. And um, I actually emailed him about being a guest on Metal Matters. I was trying to figure out an angle where I can actually get this guy to be on the show and, and uh, have a conversation with him. And um, he wrote me back, which was nice, and um, he graciously declined. And um, that's totally cool. Like, I'm just some random guy out there, and you know, doing a show and, you know, maybe in the future, maybe we'll meet, meet somewhere out there in the great big world and, uh, have a personal connection and then it'll be a little bit easier for him to come on and, and talk. But yeah, that's, uh, you got to go for it sometimes, you know, if you don't try, you know, all they can do is say no. So there you go. I, uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying his work. Um, Started uh, watching uh, Channel Zero. Well, actually, I saw the first season of Channel Zero on Shutter, 
and I just started the second season, and it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty cool. It's based from what I've been told on creepy pasta stories, and I'm not that familiar with that. I know that the uh, Slenderman uh, character came out of that. So um, yeah, if anyone anyone knows what creepy pasta is or is more familiar, let me know. And uh, whether or not it's something I should check out or if it's a waste of my time, you know, we'll see. Uh, so today's Monday. Yesterday was Father's Day. And um, yeah, my dad is a uh, Trump supporter. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's a lifelong Republican. And uh, we don't talk about politics in the House um, when Trump was running for, uh, president, uh, I was wondering if my dad was going to vote for him because it seemed like such like a complete no brainer that this guy wouldn't know what the fuck he's doing. And that logic would, would, uh, would win over emotion. But my dad expressed that he was going to support this guy and, uh, you know, I, I had to live with it, just like he supported George Bush and you know all these other people that were Republicans. But this time around, man, it's um, like I, I never I mean, obviously, most Republican kind of ideas are not so socially are not in line. Like, you know, they tend to be uh, pro pro uh, pro life. Um, there's always this kind of weird religious thing that goes on with Republicans and uh you know that that that's that's something I'm not into and um yeah I don't know the conservative kind of trip has never been my thing um but through most of my life I've run into people and that's their thing and I'm live and let live you know I never really would single people out and I, I never really bothered with my dad about talking about politics I was always just like yeah well you know his generation uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, despite the fact that I've tried to keep a level head about it, I feel that there's a, a, um, division between me and my dad and, um, my mother, though she did vote for John, Donald Trump the first time around. And I asked her why, I mean, you obviously hate this guy. And she's like, well, I have to follow what my, what your, what my, you know, what my, your, my husband has to do that. That's. That's just that old school, you know, idea that that's the old school way. You know, the wife follows the husband politically. They support, she supports him no matter what. But my mom and I talk pretty much every day during this whole thing. Um, you know, I, I, I was the one who kind of initiated these daily check-ins because I was worried about them. And, uh, you know, we, we get... Uh, pretty deep actually and that that's been a good thing i think as a result of all this is like my mom and i have gotten a lot closer and uh yeah i we, we've been talking every day almost and sometimes politics comes up because we're both worried about each other and we want to make each other to be safe and when you get this fool uh completely blowing his leadership responsibilities in the face of uh this this like dire health crisis that we're going through my mom's ideas have changed and she's like there's no way i'm voting for this guy again you know it's like well you're, you know your father is going to go down with the ship with donald trump so anyway father's day um 
I put, I'm happy to say I put it all aside. I love my dad. I love my mom. I'm really close to my family. And, uh, and I, I just have to accept him for who he is. And, and that's, uh, the way of strength, you know, it's, it's, I want to yell at him. I want to, you know, <laughs> I want to like yell and say, Hey man, like you need to, I, 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 you need to like reevaluate this, but it's like, at this stage of the game, the guy's not going to change his mind, man. I mean, he's, he's, and then that's another thing, man. My dad's generation, you know, middle-class guy. Like my dad didn't, didn't graduate from high school. Um, got his GED eventually went into the Navy, uh, you know, got out of the Navy, hardworking guy, um, kind of elevated himself from just like blue collar guy into, uh, middle class, like, you know, lower management, you know, he ended up working for IBM, which is great. Um, especially for, you know, a guy without a, you know, high school degree, high school, uh, with, with basically just a high school education and, um, you know, military experience. Um, you know, I've always admired that about my dad. I've always admired his ability to show up and do his job and, you know, be one of those guys that's reliable, you know, and um, in a lot of ways, I feel like I owe that to him uh, because, I mean, I don't know how many of you out there know me personally, but um, I like to think that I'm somebody you can count on when it comes to like working and showing up and being on time and all that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, and it's just, um, you know, that once again, that old school mentality, you know, and, uh, you know, my dad just is stuck in that era and, um, it just makes me sad, I guess that we can't really connect on that. But so yeah, father's day was, um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I was down here by myself. They were up there. Uh, you know, I, I still, want to wait a little bit longer before I actually go and visit them. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people are, are still, you know, they're doing the social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I, I just don't want to get them sick, man. I mean, I, I just don't want, I don't want to have the responsibility of man. What, you know, if, like who knows, man, it's like somehow if I'm carrying this thing and, and, uh, you know, I'm asymptomatic. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's something that's always on my mind. So anyway, but someday this is all going to come to an end and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I'm just staying in, man. You know, I got everything I need here. You know, there's not much going on out there anyway. But as a result of that, you know, the world seems to be more and more of like this abstraction and uh yeah i know it plays with you mentally when you think about it that way you know you start doubting whether or not that's real out there beyond the window out looking outside the window is that like some elaborate um hologram that you're looking at you know did i die and maybe i'm in purgatory you know Crazy thoughts, man. And um, yeah, maybe I've been spending too much time by myself. But anyway, that's uh, that's kind of what I, the way I'm living. 
Anyway, the Tombs record's done. It's in mastering. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, um, I, I don't have a release date. And uh, when I do, uh, everyone's going to know about it. And um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Some of my favorite stuff that we've done as a band. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think about it. If you're interested in checking it, checking it out, that is. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I'm going to leave you with another song that I've been, another record, a song off of a record that I've been listening to a lot. This is Today is the Day Realization off of their relapse released self-titled record anyway stay safe and i'll talk to you guys soon (laughs) 